Hello and welcome to the OG UK podcast. I'm Emmanuel and on this show we will get into the mind and capture the heart of passionate artists, songwriters and worship leaders. Here we'll get to understand their musical creativity as they break down their songs and use their gifts to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and influence their generation through music. So today I am joined by a man who seriously loves the Lord. A psalmist, a producer, a director, and that is Samuel Bella. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, you have a following already and are doing a number of great things for the kingdom. But for those who are hearing you for the first time, can you just introduce yourself, uh, tell us about you uh, and who you are? Awesome. Okay, so I'm Samuel Bella. Um, I am a worship leader, a gospel and recording artist. Um, I'm a music producer as well. Um, I I love, I'm passionate about training people, especially in the area of music. I'm passionate about training, um, yeah, training people in music. I'm a music teacher. I love teaching music as well. Um, in areas of actual um, performance training um, and actual instrumental training as well. So I teach keyboards. I've taught drums in the past. I've taught bass. um, I'm a multi-instrumentalist as well. Um, I love training choirs. Um, (laughs) um, I I bleed music, literally, you know, and I'm just passionate about seeing other people um, grow in that as well. Um, I'm a husband. I'm a son. Um, I'm a I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Um, so I love Jesus. Um, what else is there about me? Yeah, I just I I love music. I love what I do, and um, I'm glad and privileged to do what I do as well. So bleeding music. <laughs> I love I love your passion for it. Uh, so as you've mentioned, you are a multi-instrumentalist, which is amazing. But what was the journey from first learning those instruments to now being able to teach at the level that you do? So how did you how did you actually get into that? So how do I get into it? Um I think from an early age my dad um because he was a pastor. So my dad got me and my elder brother um, to start learning how to play instruments. So he got us a music teacher, a guy that was very strict. And he was like, you have to learn this. And if you don't learn it, he'll beat you and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's how we really started. Um, and then, yeah, then we moved on from him because he could only play in C. So we learned how to play in C. And it was like, that was it. You know, so um, so we moved on from him, then went to a, like another music school per se, um, which had a bit more experienced musicians. So that's when I learned how to play the drums. And me and my brother basically learned how to play the drums and the keyboard from this one teacher, uh, from two teachers. One was a keyboardist, one was a drummer. I even remember the drummer's name. His name was Reggie. That's all I remember. The church, his kit was huge. I remember being a young boy. And then it was my turn to do like the exercise. And I sat in the store and my legs can't reach the <laughs> my legs can't reach the kit. I mean the kick pedal. So that was a that was funny, but you know, look at it now, you know. So thank God. But um 
yeah, that's how I started pretty much. And then I got involved into choir. So that gift just started getting um, nurtured from young. And then that's how I started getting involved in church choirs and stuff. So how the, how the um, teaching people came about, people saw what I could do. And then they were like, how oh, do you teach? And it kind of, I, like I said, so even as I began to learn this stuff, uh, the passion to share what I know also came with it as well. So then I start, at first I started, I think I started offering lessons and said, I do it, I'm available to do so. And then people started asking and then it was like, now can you come into my church and train my band and can you train my son and all of this kind of stuff. And then that's how I started doing that and just, yeah, it just started to grow from there. Wow. Oh, ah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Wait, at the end of this, could you even like attach, do you have like a, um, maybe a page or contact where people could even get in touch with you or is it just maybe like through your socials or something like yeah no you can send an email I'm I'm right in the middle of reforming some stuff now um so it's gonna come through uh one of the organizations that I run at the moment called One Worship Community so part of that is going to be um, a music school as well where we're training and providing um lessons and um, performance training and stuff like that so yeah that information if you email can I remember the email offhand <laughs> I, would, I think it's one worship community at gmail.com I believe that's what it is one worship community at gmail.com and then you'll be able to get through to us and we can take it from there okay lovely so that is one worship community at gmail.com so now being a married man because when you were single, it's kinda, it was kind of just you and your music. But now that you're married, it's not just you anymore, right? There is someone else to consider. There's your wife. So how do you find music uh, fits into your marriage and your home? And how have you found that balance? Um, it ties in because one, my wife is very supportive in what I do. So um, it wasn't, she didn't make it hard because some days I wake up and I'm in the studio all day till evening. And then it's like, I don't sometimes see it. But now it's been about being intentional about making time to, okay, we're going to sit down and chill. And we're going to talk and we're going to do that. And then, but she still understands that sometimes I need to run off to either to go and, you know, be in the studio or go to studio sessions outside of the house or go to uh, certain ministrations or performances that I need to do. So, yeah, it's it's good when you have somebody that understands what you do, you know, and what you're called to do. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how it works for me. Is she, is she involved in music as well? Or is it just like you said, where she's just understanding of, of the type of work and what you've been called in to do? Um, she used to sing, she used to be part of a choir, but I don't think music is her. No, not I don't think music is not her. It's not like it is for me, but she appreciates it. But she's a creative as well. She's a writer. So everything from magazines to blogs to, you know, articles, probably a lot of the stuff, because she works with BT. So a lot of the stuff that you probably see on the BT newsletters and pages and all the news, that's her, you know, so. Yeah, she's very creative in that way. So, yeah, she's good. She's very good. Oh, I love that. I look nice. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
lovely, lovely. So now, kind of like in just like general, how do you like write your music? For example, for some people, um, the lyrics come first or some words or phrases come first. For others, it's like maybe a melody or a tune comes. So for you, how do you kind of write? And with your songwriting, does it come in maybe in seasons or maybe you have maybe periods of songwriting, then it's quiet, more periods and it's quiet. So like, how is your like writing process? So for me, um, this is how a majority, at least a good 90% of the songs that I've written have come from me leading worship in a, in, in a church or whatever. And then spontaneously, a chorus might come in that moment. So then we're singing that song. We just sing it as like whatever it is that's taking place in the room at that time. And then it's later that I go back and I say, okay, how can we, on some of the songs, not all of the songs, but um, the ones that I really feel that, you know, this is this is something. Um, yeah, I go home and I'm just sitting on it and thinking on the song and I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, where do you want to take this song now? You know, so then that's how I just start to, a lot of it is, um, I really move by um, what I feel at the same time. Um, we call it the leading of the spirit as well, but why? What, what I feel like God is doing. So let's say if I'm playing the chorus, I could sing it a couple of times around, play it with the chords that I know that match the song, and then whatever feels like comes next, I just flow with that. So it could be a progression. What do I hear? You know, what do I hear? Do I hear the, the chord going here? Do I hear these words? Okay, how can I make these words fit a certain melody? Like all of that kind of stuff. So. It's it's a lot of leading. It's a lot of resting. I don't really like to rush songs, so I could be on a chorus and just stay there for a while until I, you know, if it doesn't come on that day, it doesn't come on that day. I'll move on to something else. But um, yeah, that's how usually the songs come. One of the things that I've started doing actually recently, I mean, is writing with people. Um, I have a friend that who I write with a lot. And he's based in Nigeria, but we like a lot of the songs that are coming up on this album that's about to come, not the one that I just released, but an album that we're recording in September. <laughs> um, me and him wrote like a good 90% of the songs because he just understands like the sound. He understands what like what I'm going for, what I sense in him. So yeah, that's how it really comes. So it's just in the moment. Um, other than the the 10% of songs that um, don't come in just spontaneous moments like that. Um, With me, it's like lyrics and melody come together. So it's like, I could be, I remember I have a song called In Your Fullness. And um, the bridge is, we want you to come and dwell with us. That bit, yeah. And I remember I was driving when that whole phrase was just in my head constantly as I'm driving I'm like okay cool so I recorded that through on my phone quickly and then um I I left the song for a while until one day I was like okay let's develop this song literally no word of a lie I sat down on the keyboard and I was just like okay holy spirit let's let's download this song I'm telling you it didn't take me more than 10 minutes to write that song because it literally came from we're waiting, anticipating, we want you to come. That, all of that came 
like like a flood, literally. Literally, I remember I was in my 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 parents' house. I had a little studio set up, just a keyboard, monitors, you know, laptop and stuff, and just and a Casio keyboard, you know, and I just I just wrote that song and yeah, it was yeah, it was great. So it's, it happens like that sometimes, but mostly it happens with the um with the spontaneous moments, worshiping in church and stuff. So and so like in with the response, like why did you decide on calling it um there because I think there were two words on the album. You said the response and then um like from the the ascension. Yeah, live yeah, live from ascension. Mm-hmm. So what 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 inspired um that name? And so maybe like somebody who had no clue or just sees it, what would then be because if there is a response, that means there was somebody or there has to be something, someone who spoke or something was said. So what yeah. Where did that name then um, then come from? So um, the initially the the night because we did it as a there's an annual event I do I'm wearing the t-shirt right now called Ascension right <laughs> so uh, we do it every year and the theme of this one was the response right and how I got that was um, I remember just having some time with the Lord and then it was a, a time of calling His people to see Him. And when you understand what worship is, worship is a response to the revelation of who he is. So that's what kind of grasped the whole idea around the response. But for that specific moment, so what wasn't captured in the um, in the album was there was about a good 45 minutes of prophetic words and prophetic activation before that came on. So one of my... Um, good friends and bro- and senior brothers and pastors called um, Pastor Randolph, who pastors a church in London, actually, Kingdom Ambassador Centre, right? He had given us a prophetic word, like 45 minutes, almost 30 minutes to 45 minutes of prophetic word. And the word was so intense that everything after that was just a response to the what the Lord was saying through him at that moment in time. So you can still catch it. It's on YouTube still right now so you can still check it out so you understand where that whole moment came from yeah it was a response to the word and obviously to the revelation of who he is but it was mainly especially that's why you got that first song we turn to you because of the word you know that yeah that came from the beginning what kind of because i was going to ask what inspired um those songs but obviously you did mention the prophetic word that came beforehand as well yeah um, and also the revelation of who god is but then are there other things that also like inspire your your writings your writings as well maybe maybe if it's other influences other musicians or maybe things of the spirit like what what kind of inspires the songs that, that come forth? um what inspired the songs i think it's what i just feel that the lord is saying to me you know, a lot of um, what I write and what I sing, um, I believe it's uh, like a now song. You know, yeah, it may matter in 20 years' time, but I feel that the songs that the Lord gives me is for the moment, it's for the now. It's the thing that we need to be declaring now. It's the things that we need to be singing now. It's the things we need to be saying now, just because of what he wants to do. You know, I'm a part of a big puzzle and many people are singing what, should be happening now but I believe I'm a part of that and I believe it's instrumental that you know there are people within the music industry within the music ministry 
that are able to sing the now songs of God. You know, what's God doing now? What's God trying to do? You know, what is he saying? And one of the things, yeah, you can gather people to pray corporately, but there's something powerful about when people are able to sing the same song as well, you know? So that's why it's good to have people who know how to write the now song of God, I should put it like that, or what God is doing now and push it through music. Mm, I love that. Because um, it reminded me of, I don't know, was it one of the, is it Faith or Michaela or Judy Ajani, one of them? Um, yeah. In one of the songs, she was like, you know, we no longer, something along the lines of, we no longer want it to be things of old. Yeah, it was Faith. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the now. And, and I think that's, that's also important as in what is God saying over this generation? You know, the one that we are in right now. Because I right remember now, yeah. there's, a, there's a verse my pastor um, gave us when he was teaching and it was like, is it in Book of Acts? And he says, and, and David served his own generation. And I think mm-hmm. that's like so important. It's how can we best, like you said, as music ministers, as servants of God, is how are we going to be effective in our generation now? Nobody's said, although it's important what he said years ago to, to another yeah. generation that has its place, but like you said, also what is what is taking place um in the here and now now yeah which is also key yeah yeah, yeah. so key so key when we plug into that it's uh it would help shape our reality and shape our focus even now so i believe the now the now word of god the now you know um the now song of god that you know the bible says that faith is like it's now it's now faith is the substance you know so i think it's so important to understand those moments of what God is saying now so we can align ourselves to it so we can not just because I think sometimes we can get so caught up in just this is what God is saying and we're just singing this song but now what it's actually going to produce you know for us like let's not just be so content with him speaking but now what's the manifestation that he's actually spoken you know so that's why it's important that we begin to echo what he is saying through singing or through words so that we can see the manifestation of it you know sorry not to make it a bible study but when you look at the book of ezekiel you know and you see ezekiel in the in the valley of dry bones we see something you know um god tells him to prophesy to the dry bones he says no god only you can do it then god says no you prophesy and then once he spoke what god initially wanted to happen you see the dry bones come alive and i believe it's in moments like this that we need to begin to sing what god is singing we need to begin to declare what god is declaring why so we can see the manifestation of his desire on the earth that's why we say your kingdom come your will be done you know because that's we we don't in as much as the Bible says that, you know, the kingdom of God is not in words, but it's in demonstration. I believe part of establishing the kingdom is through what you're declaring as well. But your declaring must be met with works. You know, that's how the scripture says faith without works is dead. You know, you have to be able to back what you're saying or what you're singing with demonstrations. So if you're singing spirit, break out, break our walls down, you know, King Jesus, what does that physically look like what's the demonstrated power of you declaring those words that's when we'll see transformation that's when we'll see the things that we've been declaring so yeah amen i love that the the fruit the fruit of what we are singing about is so important it's so important oh man yeah we have to see it because we'll just get tired you know and i think that's one reason why i appreciate william mcdowell so much that it's not just songs now. 
One, I think he said it, the um, sounds of revival was a cry to see stuff happen. The cry was a response to what has happened, you know? And it's so powerful that, yeah, we were singing about this stuff in one, one album. By the time the second album has come, we've seen it and we're still going to sing about it even more. Like, that is just a testament of what this looks like, you know? What this should be, man. We should be seeing the fruits of what we're singing. You know, unless we'll just give up hope and get tired and just feel like this is just religious. And God does not, God wants to reveal himself. God wants, to, you know, to see his will being established on the earth. And we should carry that same desire. So we will sing it, but we will also see it. You know, so, yeah. That's it. And could it remind me of one scripture, you see, well, two. One of them, you see, is that the kingdom is, the kingdom is not a matter of talk, but of power. Yeah. yeah. And also, in, in, is it in First Corinthians? Um, where Paul says, you know, I did not come to you in eloquence of speech yeah, or yeah. words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of yeah. power. And yeah. I think that is also, like you said, what we should then be crying out to see, not just singing songs for the sake of singing them or having nice sounding melodies, but yeah. we want to we see demonstration of the spirit. We want God yeah. to be manifest. We want to see fruits. We want to see the evidences of what we're actually singing about you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think that's why maybe some generations and some stuff that i've experienced amongst some of my friends they get tired of of church or they get tired of religion because it then just becomes talk and there's no manifestation there's no evidence yeah, of it. There's yeah, no yeah. so i think like what you're saying is it's so important now that yes we're singing but we're also praying lord let, let it show forth let there be yeah. fruit of of, of this thing uh, yeah definitely mm. most definitely yeah um one question i wanted to ask is is the whole song set of we, we mentioned at the beginning to me when i heard it it was it was all i think it was only one key and it felt like it was just one long song <laughs> and i absolutely loved it because everything just flowed from what well, because normally when i listen to an album first time i listen from start to Without, without the shuffle, I listen from start to finish. Okay. So when I heard this one, I was like, oh, wait. Because I just had it in my ears. I was like, oh, it's the next song. Oh, it's like, <laughs> we're already on the fourth song already. So it's like, how did all of that come about? Because me, I thought that was absolutely amazing because it just felt like literally one, one, yeah. song, one story. Uh, so how, was, how did that whole process come about? So literally, you know, before I was speaking to the... Um my creative director, mix and engineer. Um, and he works for a company called TuneUp Pro, or he's the founder of the company TuneUp Pro. And I was like, oh, should we release it as just one long, like 34, 35 minutes, you know, song? Or should we do it in sections? And he said, oh, no, do it in sections. Because I wanted that whole, you know, that flow from beginning. I've heard it on so many people's albums. I've heard it on William McDowell does it so well. Sometimes he does the key changes. But as, yeah, sometimes he does the key changes but I just love the you don't know when you've moved on and you, you're just gone you know and it keeps that life feel as well so um that's what made us kind of do that it was a it was a should we do the long version or cut it up but then also the cutting up version is good so in case people just wanted to hear a certain section they can just always go back and loop that and even somebody messaged me today like they can't stop listening to one section they've just been repeating it just because of the you know what they feel that the lord is doing with them concerning that so um that's how it really came about but literally on the night 
it was um it was like I said, literally unplanned. You hear it even in the recording, Faith Go, Fortune Go. Like they had no clue. It was just as I called your name, sing whatever you feel God has placed on your heart. And that's how I that's how I like to work with people. People that know me, like I'm if I feel that okay, I don't have it for this moment, I'm gonna call your name. Because you maybe you have something that is gonna like, you know what, that's gonna um take this moment to the next level. I'm gonna call you. And that's literally what happened. So it's like Faith, go, Judy, go, Michaela, go. <laughs> the funny thing that happened on Michaela's one, <laughs> she's about to sing Hannah Mike, the battery dies. <laughs> so the pause there is not that she didn't know what to sing, it was that her mic was dead. So they had to switch it around and all of that kind of stuff. So that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, it was in the moment I just called people and then that's how we kind of split the sections. And you see like the stories are pretty much the same all the way through from We Turn To You to Rend The Heavens to um, Glory, Honour, um, oh, sorry, For Now and Forever to The Lamb and then, you know, Fortune's Part and everything. It was just, yeah, that's literally how it, how it happened. Man. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And for me, it's not even just like saying it for the sake of saying it, yeah. because running into it, like it was honestly absolutely amazing. Because um, for me, myself, I have, I have a, a prayer playlist. So for maybe songs that I will have when I'm in the time of prayer. And so I'm very selective of the yeah. songs that, that go on to that list. If it, if it can carry me in the place of prayer, it goes on there. I think at the moment there's only like maybe 30 songs. But then I heard your, your album. It was... <laughs> Thank God. It was absolutely amazing. And, and I think even like you said, even in the pause when we're, before Michaela came in, um, I didn't know that about the bad shit and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think that was... Even that pause was so sweet and so nice as well. Like yeah. you couldn't even tell that something went on, and and I had no clue that all of those were spontaneous. I thought yeah. maybe they were maybe pre-planned before or something that they may have known. Because the way they came in and carried the song and continued to flow, yeah, was was wonderful. Was wonderful. You know what? Before before the the night before, I believe it was, I showed them a video, and I just felt that you know, this might be something we'll end up in. But I wasn't sure, you know, so it was just kind of like, a, maybe we'll get there, maybe we won't. So to some degree, they had in their minds that it would, it would happen. But it was nothing to, you don't know what we're going to be singing about. You don't know, like, I could have said anything, you know, prophesy and sing, you know, whatever. So it was just like, as soon as I called their names, they, they just, they came ready. That's what it is, man. You just have to be ready. I see. So do you, are they like your normal, um, maybe band or team or BBs? Do you have like a usual set? Like how did you maybe select who would be part of um, this? This this, like, this one. Um, so no, they're not part of my band. Faith, well, Faith is my vocal director. So she's been with me since 2015. Yeah, yeah, 2015. Um, Michaela and Judy, they actually have a, a music group called JM Music. So they've just been doing this with me, I think, since 2000 and 
Judy has been doing it from 2016. Michaela came in on 2018. And, you know, we just, no, sorry, Judy came in 2017. Michaela came in 2018. And they just became like family. So, and then Fortune came in 2018 as well. So he's part of my team. Faith is part of my team. But Judy and Michael, Michaela, sorry, are, um, have their own group, but they're all family. So if I was to call them anytime, I'm sure they'll be more than willing to, to come. But the band, some of the band is my team. Some of them are not, but they're all family. So anytime I, I call them, you know, they, they, they understand. They've been with me since the first one. So the first Ascension that is, so, yeah. Is, is, um, the, is, is the drummer, I think I've seen him on a few like funny videos before. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pastor, I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Quality. <laughs> yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a funny guy. He's the like the 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 comedian. Oh yeah. The he's he's just <laughs> yeah. He just has this joy about him. Like it's yeah, it's undeniable. Yeah, that's yeah. like a wonderful chemistry. Like you've got with the whole with the whole team and everything. Um, yeah. And so I think I've got just two more. So like, how do you, okay, so with, with the, um, do you know when you called maybe Faith and Michaela Fortune yeah. and the BBs came in, was that also like spontaneous or was the kind, did you have to do, was it also like some um, post-production work involved in, in bringing all the sound together as well? Yes. So um, I see on the night, it was it was it was still great. It was powerful, but we knew that we needed to do some post production stuff. So on the album now we did some additional aux stuff. Um, we did um, some acoustic stuff on there as well, and then we did um, BBs. So we added vocals just to kind of make it thick. So the live vocals are on there, but also BBs um, additional BBs are on there as well just to kind of give it a bit more body and we changed some stuff a little bit just the way we articulate stuff and um and just the little little arrangements inversions all of that just to give some spice to the to the music yeah okay now it, it sounded sweet and it was very clean very 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 Thank clean. God. Uh, so a question about i think was it the last song yeah uh <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'm not I'm not Nigerian. I'm I'm from Zimbabwe. Okay, so I wanted to know, and there was a few other phrases in there which I tried to phonetically sound out and write down. Um, yeah. So I wanted to ask, what is like the meaning of "koseni"? Uh, if I say "koseni bire," "koseni bire" basically means there's none like you. There's none like you. That's what that's basically what it means. Yeah. Oh. There's there's none like you, yeah. Okay, because I mean, it was just, I just kept singing it, but I was just wondering what what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there was another phrase you said. Uh, I've I've even heard like Nathaniel Bassett sing it in one of his med- uh, medleys before. Oh, uh, uh, um, Okay, Kosabara to Joagbaralo. It means um, there's no power like you, or there's no power like yours. Then Kosoruko means there's no name like your name. Or there's no name that is higher than your name. 
that goes beyond your name. There's no power that is above your power, basically. That's what it means. Uh, okay, okay, okay. This is a this is a Yoruba test. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last one, last one, because yeah. these they were just like these main phrases which just stood out to me. Then the last one was a uh, um Awima Awima. Whoa, what does it mean? Awima I'm trying to I'm trying to piece it in my head. I'm gonna find out for you. Hold on. (laughs) Are we my whoa? I don't know. I just I just love that phrase. It just sounded so sweet. It sounded so sweet. Are we my Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Are we might you are you are true to your word. You are yeah, you are true to your or he is true to his word. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're true to your word or true to you are true, you are the truth to his word one. Something like that. Uh-huh. His word never changes. It's about him and his word, basically. Like he's yeah, he's true to his word. Uh-huh. I will my own. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it means. I had I knew it, but I wasn't too sure. Let me just clarify before. <laughs> yeah, that's what it means. The true to your word. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh no, I love it. Yeah, no, that's that's all the year about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, 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 they would have, you know, I was actually going to add more, but I thought, no, let's, yeah, let's, let's leave it. I was just in the moment and then, yeah, I just let those flow out of me. No, I loved it. Honestly, it was, it was so sweet and I think very beautifully composed. So is there anything, maybe perhaps as a last thing, like uh, maybe your, your fans and your audience maybe can expect to, maybe find out soon if there's anything coming or anything in the works or anything that they should maybe can as a little appetizer maybe for them um so again we're doing a section this year by god's grace um and this year similar to last year but that last year's one was not last year yeah yeah, sorry last year um we didn't know that was going to come out with a project. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, but this year we're, we're recording a live album recording so we're doing that in September by the grace of God. So it's going to be a whole new project is coming out. I think we're about 13, 13 planned songs. That's how I like to do it. I like to now say we're going to have 12 or 13 planned songs. And then whatever comes, whatever the Lord wants to sing over us in that night, or like I said, the now song of God, you know, whatever he wants to do with that, then we have room to sing that, record that and stuff. But there's some, some of my favorite songs are going to be recorded in that I know that have been like born in moments of, of um, desperation and moments of um, encounters with the Lord. Like I have one song called um, Moving Your Power, right? That one, yeah. I remember I got that song in Germany. We were singing, I was ministering in Germany and then 
um, the Lord just began, I just began to hear this chorus in my ears and began to sing and like the, the, the move of God in, in the room on that day was just absolutely powerful. Yeah, like, yeah, let me let me give it away. You're gonna hear it, and and I believe that there's going to be. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know what the album is called yet. I've been, I've been hearing some stuff, but I'm not, I'm not hundred percent yet. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be one. I know there's so much. Um, yeah, there's so much that's gonna happen with this album by the grace of God. So yeah, look out for it. It might drop, but I want to drop it before the end of the year. To be honest, but. I don't want to rush it. So <laughs> we'll see maybe early next year or we'll see if we can push it out by the end of the year, December times, because we record it in the first week in September. So, yeah, we'll see how we can do it. But I'm sure it will bless the body of Christ. I'm so sure about that. So, yeah, look out for that. That's coming soon. And, yeah, and then might, after that, we'll maybe do a cheeky little tour around um different cities and different countries so we might be coming to a place near you really just just to encounter god the outpouring of god and just contend because i i really have a heart for intercession i have a heart for nations i have a heart for this generation and i man like we were saying before if i'm gonna sing it i must see it so i pray that into into action i declare i don't just write songs for writing's sake i write what God wants to do in the earth or what I want to even see in the earth by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, so we're going to take that around and we're going to ignite revival and fire and all of that stuff around different cities and different countries. So, yeah, look out for that. Might be coming somewhere near you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. And if is there, um, for people who want to get in touch with you, maybe for bookings, or find you or email you? Is there, is there anywhere that they can find you? Yes. So you um, for bookings and stuff, um, it's SB Music Group 001. That's all one word, all lowercase, um, at gmail.com. That's for bookings and stuff. But then you can find me on any social media platform. Um, my Instagram is Samuel Bella Music. My Facebook is Samuel Bella. Twitter, I don't really use it, so there's no point. But if you wanted it anyway, um, Samuel Samuel D. Bella for Twitter. Um, and yeah, I've already sent my email. So yeah, you can find me anywhere there. Let's connect. So let's, yeah, it'll be great. Awesome, man. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been an amazing time. And to all those who've tuned in, once again, I thank you. And remember, you can also check out our main website at www.onegospeluk.org. You can also follow us on YouTube, Instagram with the same handle at onegospeluk. And if you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to give us a review and leave a comment. And don't forget to click that like and subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Thank you once again, and I'll see you next week on the OG UK podcast.